Good morning. It is August 30th. It is a partly sunny morning now in New York City in the wake of a violent rain shower earlier. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The aforementioned rain shower absolutely pulped today's New York Times on the front stoop. Just a gray cylindrical wad that went straight into the trash. Taking a recyclable item out of the recycling stream in the name of the ecological virtue of not using a single-use plastic bag for a function for which the single-use plastic bag remains irreplaceable. Looking at the online PDF version of today's front page, the weather on the front page would have said, partly cloudy, showers, and a thunderstorm, if I had been able to read it, or if the New York Times had taken that into account before delivering an unprotected paper. The lead news story on that front page is about the Biden administration naming the first set of drugs for which Medicare will be using its purchasing power to negotiate lower prices. The medications are Eliquis, Jardiance, Charelto, Januvia, Fargiga, Entresto, Enbrel, Imbruvica, Stellara, and Flasp and Novolog. It's like one-third names from the old Japanese fighting baseball video game, like Bobson Dugnut, and two-thirds procedurally generated Amazon Marketplace brands. Imbruvika manages to be both of those at once. Elsewhere on the virtual front page, military pilots trained to fight beside robots. It's about Air Force pilots at Eglin Air Force Base in Florida, flying their fighter jets alongside the pilotless XQ-58A Valkyrie experimental aircraft. The Valkyrie, the story says, is a prototype for what the Air Force hopes can become a potent supplement to its fleet of traditional fighter jets, giving human pilots a swarm of highly capable robot wingmen to deploy in battle. The story continues, its mission is to marry artificial intelligence and its sensors to identify and evaluate enemy threats, and then, after getting human sign-off, to move in for the kill. A whole lot of promises and suppositions tucked inside those commas around after getting human sign-off. And there's a story about how theater companies are struggling to recover from the pandemic-era loss of subscription customers. Even after live entertainment returned, people apparently wanted to start consuming it a la carte. This includes the people who are what the article formerly called super subscribers. One New Yorker that the paper talked to used to subscribe to 10 theaters before the pandemic. Another says she had at least 12 theater subscriptions before the pandemic. For many years, she told the Times, I've pushed my boundaries and I'm just at a point where I don't want to do it anymore. I don't know what you can say to that person who had at least 12 theater subscriptions, except thank you for your service. On national politics, you can choose your own adventure. Page one has Trump divides and diminishes Michigan GOP. Deniers of election keep donors on sideline. Or you can go to page A14 for Republicans target Wisconsin's election chief for removal fueled by falsehoods. Megan Wolf, the Wisconsin Elections Commission Administrator since 2018, has been demonized by former President Donald J. Trump's allies in the battleground state. At some point, Trumpist mischief in the upper Midwest will stop paying dividends. But at which point? Well, keep following the news. One person who's definitely not going to stop Donald Trump is Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who dropped out of the presidential race. Having said he would quit if he didn't qualify for the first debate, he didn't qualify for the first debate, and he quit. The people who did make the debate will quit on their own timetable over the next six to nine months. That is the news.
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.